It was that wake. Yeah, even better. <laughs> you know, we should go. Yeah, we should. <laughs> Maybe we should. <laughs> Why you do that to me? <laughs> <laughs> One in five. Uh, I know. Our degeneration is in mid-season form. Welcome to another installment of the ACC Basketball Degenerates Podcast. I'm Luke Neer. Come on, guys. Let's do the 60-minute styles. Who are you? I'm Luke Neer. Guthrie Alexander. Taylor Pilkington coming at you. Yeah, I'm Michael Jaffe. I'm here with your 60 Minutes Briefing. Here we go. Let's do it. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I was just hoping, like, around the table. <laughs> yeah. I'm Luke Near. I'm yeah, Mike Jaffe. Like I'm, you know. I like this. Like, I'm, I'm the blonde. I'm the guy who gives his little hot take at the end of every 60 minutes where it's like, oh. kids with their typewriters. Right. The telegraph. Right. TikTok. Yeah, because you are. What's his name? You're always in a room full of books, right? Because you're an editor. <laughs> and that guy's always in a room full of books, right? It's all digital now. It's all digital. No, I think they're still in. I think they're still like working in, in like the 1960s yeah. style of broadcasting. But anyway, uh, does this qualify as our reunion episode? Uh, yeah, it we're does. at full strength. Yeah, sure. We, we got a full pod in the here. The reunion episode. We're here. In the last episode, I was a little salty because you know the leave of absence really did get to me. But I'm over it. And I'm ready for a group hug. So our order of business will, of course, feature recaps of Duke Louisville. Florida State, Carolina, and maybe we'll sprinkle a little Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, maybe some Clemson, Virginia, maybe some Miami Pitt. I didn't watch NC State on Sunday because I'm over the mannequin challenge, but Guthrie did mm. elect to um, Ouch. miss the most exciting NFL defense. playoff game in recent memory. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> because they don't move their feet, mm, right? Yes. You guys are so slow. What well, is it? What is that Steve Buscemi movie where he fell in love with the mannequin? I love that movie. <laughs> you know, I like I touched wow, mannequins inappropriately after watching that. I was only like eight years old when it Ghost came World? out. Ghost mm, World? I, I don't recall. <laughs> no, it was it's not, it was not similar one. to the one about the mermaid, but it was about mannequins. Like, Buscemi, well, I or not Buscemi? I have, Steve. Uh, I've watched oh, Steve. Steve Curly Hair, whatever he was. Anyways. I've watched you touch deal. a manne- mannequin inappropriately. <laughs> yeah, I paid I good money for that. You know, they put nipples on mannequins now, as a side note. Interesting. <laughs> all right. With all that said, imagine, uh, you know, this is perfect. A BJ Anya mannequin. With all that was just said, go there in your mind, go there with oh, your mind. Now, things that I would really pay good money for. Yeah, no that kidding. Would, that would go in my front hallway. No hall kidding. Way. For us, by us, by BJ Anya. I love it. <laughs> that would go in the foyer. A statement piece if I ever saw one. So that's our first order of business, okay? Guthrie watch, did watch that game instead of the NFL playoffs. And just let's get a round of applause for this man. It says a lot about him and his degeneration. Um, that'll be the first order of business. Second order of business. Now, I understand this is a podcast, but I don't really want to put it in a box. Listen, the ACC Basketball Degenerates is a community. It's a movement. It's, it's a lifestyle choice. Yeah, it's about all of us, you know, but mainly our following of incredible, loyal degenerates out there. You're part of this clan, so in honor of that, we're going to do... I, I don't like using this term anymore. Uh, we have interactors. That's what we have. We don't yeah. have We don't have listeners. We have interactors. So in honor of our interactors, I thought it was necessary to produce our first ever mailbag on the show. So oh, that's, feels that's where we're going to go as well. And then finally, we'll preview games on Wednesday's slate, which is tomorrow, which might be today. You'll listen to this today. So tonight's slate. And then Saturday, of course. So, Yeah. Let's let's go. Let's go. Yeah, for it. Let's, let's, let's go. get after recapping. It. Let's begin with the recap. Games of note. Oh, let's begin Duke Louisville because that was a noon tip off. That was my nugget of the week. And 
in an incredible fashion, in rare fashion, it actually hit. Louisville covered. They won at home. Um, they controlled the rim. They got to the rim. They rebounded. And despite a, a really nice game from Grayson Allen, they really prevailed. Jonathan Mitchell, I don't want to say he pushed them to the victory, but, because I thought it was a dual effort between Mahmoud and, and Mitchell. What did Mahmoud you guys think? Mahmoud was amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mahmoud, was, Mahmoud was great, but I agree that Mitchell slammed that door shut with about the eight-minute mark by hitting a couple deep threes. Uh, funny thing is, watching Louisville hit threes to seal a game is always a little odd. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I, I thought he played really My well. My first thought at the beginning of the game was I was like, wow, Duke is actually doing a pretty decent job on defense in like the first 10 minutes. I was like, oh, I don't know if it's just Louisville's stagnant offense or if Duke is kind of like <laughs> figuring out how to guard people. Right. And yeah, obviously it didn't work out. But I mean... You can't expect Louisville to shoot threes over you every single game. Right, so. right. Guthrie, what did you see in my mood that really kind of tickled your fancy there? I mean, his ball handling is pretty impeccable for mm-hmm. a guy of his size. I'm really glad I didn't say tickle your pickle. Right? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. And then if you would have followed up with his ball handling, I wouldn't have been able to hold it in. So, he's, but, yeah, yeah he, he's got delicate hands, right? He's, he's a soft-handed big man, which... Yeah. I'm really going to go down this rail. By <laughs> he's myself. also a long big man. Yeah. We're talking about that. He's he's a he good passer like he's, out of the he's post. He's got so much length, and I think that's important. And he knows how to use it, though. Mm-hmm. It's like these, I don't want to say sweeping skyhooks because that's a term only applied to Jabbar, and I've never seen it since. But he has these sort of, eh, I don't know, hooks that are wispy. Are wispy. yeah, yeah. There's yeah, yeah. But it works. Like, well, he moves well off the ball. He gets a lot of points that are open layups, and I'm not discrediting him because they're open, but they're open because he runs a pick and they he rolls really well, and Duke was not defending those ball screens well, but he gets a lot of off-ball movement points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Under, understand space well. What yeah, if I told you man. in the preseason Mahmoud would, would have been the second most important player in this team? You probably wouldn't, wouldn't have believed, believed it. you, no. You would have said Dengadao or some other choice, but that's M- the case. Mike might have believed you. Yeah, And, you know, <laughs> you got to give credit to Dadova Mitchell after getting killed by Devin Hall in Virginia, like absolutely killed. He's bounced back and had some tremendous games. I think his sister had a talk with them. Did you guys hear any rumblings of that? No, I didn't hear about that. The, tell, some, tell I, I don't know. I, I heard rumblings of the family talking to him and giving some, him some encouragement. It apparently worked. He's oh, playing well. But there's nothing like an older sister just kind of pulling you by the ear and giving you, letting you know that you know the whole family's counting on you. Well, I, I heard rumblings about this. I can't completely confirm it. No, no, no. So, rumblings I, are pre- good enough I'm, for me. I'm pretty okay? sure. I'm pretty it's a sure. podcast. All right, the rumblings are just fine. Um, <laughs> yeah, all we need are the mere hint of rumors, and we're willing yeah. to talk about it. This will be the one point of the podcast where I say I feel very vindicated. But let's talk Duke. I feel very vindicated. We, yeah, we, I feel like we have that moment every podcast. Well, here it is. Yeah, we've arrived early. We're getting it out of the way. We're getting it you've, over with, Taylor. Uh, yeah, you've converted me. I, okay. I think as recently as like early January, late December, I was still saying I think Duke's going to win the ACC, and I've I've lost faith. I've lost it. I mean, they're in the hole. How, how many games are North Carolina and Florida State going to lose? Yeah. Or Notre, I mean, I think Notre Dame will come back down to earth a little bit, but are those teams really going to like lose five more games? Because Duke is going to get the five losses. That's a fact. I, right. The thing that kills me is like, so I look at their the metrics on them. You know, I look at Kim Palm, and they're, they have the 10th most efficient offense in the country per Kim Palm. And then I watch them play, and I would never say – that's the 10th best offense in the country. It just doesn't. Right. It never looks like it's that controlled to me. It doesn't look 
like it's like I assume it would look. Well, their efficiency numbers are inflated by how good Kennard has been, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, he yeah. doesn't take that many shots. He gets to the line a lot. They just seem lost on how to integrate their freshmen into the offense right now. I mean, they're it, like, hey, Harry Giles, just get offensive rebounds if you can. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's the back, only way we're yeah. gonna let you score. Yeah, yeah. Tatum, go ahead, green light, great, but he's he still gets out of control. I like him a lot, but he still gets out of control a lot. Giles, I said last week that Giles gets lost on defense, but he also gets lost on offense because if he doesn't get the ball in a post-up situation, he doesn't have the second impulse to know what to do after he's not the first option. And that, I think that naturally comes if you're the first option in high school and you're all getting the ball in every single possession. And now this is like what his... How many college games has he really had? Like three? Right. right. You know, yeah, I, I think that was his third or fourth game, um, true game in terms of playing like heavy minutes. But the other part is that Capel, I, I think there was a there was a portion with maybe five minutes left in the second half where oh, he's you know, not as vicious. Neither team he's had just taken not as vicious. a uh, timeout where Capel hadn't set anything up for his team offensively. He was just waiting for the media timeouts. You know, Patino was just kind of letting it go because obviously his team was rolling a little bit. He's feeling good about it. Plays in Louisville's favor, that kind of game. Yeah, exactly. That whole whole style of game. I would have loved to see Capel take a few timeouts, set a few plays for the offense. Um, Just didn't really see that out of of the Duke team. It, It was kind of, I don't know, wasn't there. Final thought on this game, and this is a broad overarching theme. Duke defensively is a mess. We can agree on that. Emil Jefferson comes back, great. He'll give him a boost. He's not going to raise that multitude of sins, though. Has anyone ever wondered why Shashevsky hasn't ever really gone after or, you know, signed an elite rim protector? Because look how Duke plays defensively. They overplay all the time on the perimeter. They're going to be up in your face. But you can get by Duke. You can get to the rim. And that's what teams are doing, but they don't really have a rim protector. And I, I just don't think Giles is quite the rim protector, say, compared to an Ivan Rab or, I don't know, throw out some other names. No, I agree with you. I've always wondered that. Well, I think it's just like his style. One, I think he maybe values now. Because Okafor wasn't a rim protector. No, but I think he values big men who are very skilled. And I mean, think about the Duke big men, skilled. Uh, I mean, aside from like Plumley. the Plumleys, I know. Gosh. Well, the first two Plumleys were skilled. Yeah. The last one. <laughs> well, good lord. I think in my Ogre mind, Central. I associate Duke Bingman with being like offensively skilled, soft hands. Like we're talking about passers, and a lot of times to broadly stereotype that doesn't go along with elite rim protector. I think he values his bigs getting offensive rebounds and being able to pass back out to the perimeter for yeah. threes. Yeah. That's how Duke does their damage. This is a lesson in Duke basketball. It's efficiency. It's offensive rebounding and kicking out for wide open threes, and that's how they've. That's a. It's a good strategy. It's worked for them. Okay, that's enough on that game. Uh, we're now. I think we're all in agreement. You've come over to the dark side or the light side, Taylor, whichever you prefer, uh, on on this Duke team, and uh, there are some concerns. Yeah, I have Louis- my. I have my hopes. Louisville. I, I still like Louisville, but watching Louisville is almost like me drinking Bloody Marys. I mean. Like I really want a life changing experience. I want to really like watching them, like but it's Saul tough. Like Saul on the road to Damascus, There's and then sometimes I'll, I'll change the channel and like hope to come back and see that they're ahead, which generally is the case. So I'll set the Bloody Mary down and hopefully it turns into a tropical drink. But sometimes a that doesn't tropical drink. <laughs> oh, wow. Anyway, I like Louisville. Sometimes watching them can be difficult, but I don't know. Like whenever I turn the channel, they seem to score, and whenever I'm watching them, it seems to be some some rough three point shooting. That's enough on that game. 
Other games of note, let's go right to Carolina and Florida State. We got some flack on Twitter for this one, and probably rightfully so. We didn't know the line was going to be 8.5. Carolina still covered, so I guess we could claim victory over that. But that did not feel like the final result, which was, what, a 13-point Carolina victory? Right. Yeah. Rule of thumb. I, I'm stating this rule. I've talked to Guthrie about this. Let's just not go against Carolina at home, ever. Never. D- didn't we pick we Carolina? Ne- we did. Yeah, we did. We did. And we didn't did. I say the line's going to go something nuts because Carolina's more a public team than Florida no, State? You no, said, you and it said, went more than usual. You, you made an argument that it was going to be like a two-point line. You were oh, like, hey, Florida State's yeah. going to drive down the line. And <laughs> Whatever, we picked yeah. UNC. We listened to they the covered tape. Even it was like a five-minute yeah. argument that we listened to okay. before you came okay. in. <laughs> I don't watch film. Natural athlete. You guys you guys are students of the game. It's true. And okay, that game I, probably should have been an eight-point win by Carolina, so... Yeah. But it was a 13-point win. Yeah, well, they're just really good. I, mean, I, think, yeah, I still are. think they're the best team I, in the league. I also think that I agree with you totally. I, I'm i so glad you guys I know, are finding I, the light. I actually, it, it keeps me up at night when I think to myself, God, I'm agreeing with Luke more and more. But uh, <laughs> that's not true. That sounds terrible. Anyways, I totally agree with you now. I think they're the best team in the ACC right now. I think also Florida State is a really good matchup for UNC, and it's a, a bad matchup for Florida State just because... Did those two... Did they play again? Uh, I don't think so. Let me look at the schedule. Florida State plays Duke twice. I know this. They do not play again. That's right. That's a bummer for Florida State because they could take him in the big Seminole logo house. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, yeah. the the Hicks the <laughs> yeah, Hicks the, uh, the church Hicks the church. Isaac matchup was an interesting one to watch too. I thought they both kind of went at each other pretty well. Hicks, I think, obviously got the better of it. It was he seemed like he spent all game at the line. I think he had. Close to 15 free throw attempts. Are you familiar with the term Carolina refs? Okay. Just throw another. I love the, the I love I love taking I love taking the tar heels at the ding dong. (laughs) Yeah, the ding dong. So one thing that you kind of hinted at, um, I mean, Carolina just absolutely murdered Florida State on the boards. They they had Am I reading this right? They had 21 offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Well, Florida State's defensive rebounding is actually atrocious. Yeah, they kind of yeah. just depend on like their defense. Their defense is actually ranked pretty highly, but I feel like they depend on working super hard and by the, and being really frenetic and athletic, mm-hmm. and less on like defensive discipline and schemes and staying in front of people that sort of thing. Yeah, and I mean, speaking of rim protectors, I feel like Florida State has a lot of people that will go after the block, leaving people on the backside wide open for an offensive rebound. That does happen. Yeah. I, I think that happened a fair amount in the North Carolina game. Let me ask you something about Florida State. It's another phenomenon. I love I love talking about phenomenons. We're going to get to Virginia's because that was part of the <laughs> mailbag. And, and um, let's get to this phenomenon. Have you guys ever watched Ojo and just think, good gracious, if they gave that guy the ball all the time, he would just dominate. But you sort of can't give him the ball all the time. You have to pick your spots. But it in like the first ten the minutes first of that 10 game, minutes of that game, it, it felt was like, like you should give it to him all the if time. If you were an yeah. alien and you landed in the ding dong, you would have thought that guy was the best player in the country, right? Yeah, in, that's in Space right. Jam that's too, so you would strange. steal his talents. And meanwhile, to play. Florida State is just jacking up threes, and you're just like you're trying to shake Florida State by the shoulders and say, "Like you know, throw the you're lob one of the to this man, three point shooting throw teams the lob the to this man. Stop it! Yeah, just give it to the man with the size thirty two shoe. Yeah, let him let him you know take out Michael Jordan. I mean, I mean. Come on. God, he, God bless Cheeseburger Boy, Kennedy Meeks, but he is not <laughs> taking a step this year. He's the same player as he's been ever yeah. since he arrived. 
It's kind of cringeworthy right yeah, now. Yeah, if you put actually. Ojo up on a lob, do you think Kennedy Meeks is going to go up there and like strong arm <laughs> him down? No, I, I don't know. That's I, These are things that I just keep me up at night. I don't understand. I think but they've also... But they're things, though. Like, we wouldn't consider Michael Ojo one of the best players in the league, mm-hmm. but when you look... Look at the first ten minutes of that game. You're just like, why don't they just give him the ball? Well, I mean, <laughs> on like a pick and roll, or a, just or a pocket pass, or just get him going to the basket. Do you think yeah. that they have been conditioned? You know, they've been playing with him for a few years now because and if you watch clumsy early, if you yeah, watch him a couple years ago, he literally could not catch the ball. Like he, he he like gatored it. Like they teach you to field ground balls. I think his alligator. hands are bigger than <laughs> Kawhi's. Mean, kid, his and, hands are probably bigger than Kawhi's. I'm sure. Yeah, I, I mean. You know, in Game of Thrones, they have the mountain who rides. This guy is like the mountain who dunks and makes layups and <laughs> rolls to the basket off a pick and roll off a ball screen. I mean, yeah, but I think it's just getting used to, honestly, the fact that he used to not be able to catch the ball at all. Guthrie, is Joe Barry the best player in the league? Right now, there's no question he is. Um, I agree. He's, he's been unbelievable. Uh, it's just like incredibly consistent. His shooting is is at a very high level. Also, something about Joe Barry, he's got one of those uncanny skills to hit a three off the dribble in a pull-up scenario. Mm -hmm. I almost value that more than a higher percentage, that ability. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you'd like to have the ball in his hands when the shot clock is running down and the offensive set that you tried to run, you know, kind of fell flat. I mean, he, he will make something happen. He makes a difference for them when he's gone. It's a different Carolina team. I mean, that's I think that's part of what, and, why I've come around to saying yeah. they are the best team is watching them without him is very different than watching them with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Nate Britt doesn't quite have it. I mean, I love Nate Britt. <laughs> I love <laughs> Love him to death. That's yeah. how you know someone's garbage. No, when Taylor starts I, saying love him to death. Yeah, it's I true. Was, I, was reading the, I was reading the North Carolina beat on Twitter. They're like, Nate Britt, the glue man is back. I'm like, no, it's Theo Pinson. That's your glue guy. Get yeah, out of here. That's right. That's Get out of right. here Come with on. this Nate Britt nonsense. This is my Space Jam 2 team. Nate Britt at the point. <laughs> Ojo at center. We're still filling in the other positions, okay. but that's it right there. This sounds more like Independence Day. Like the aliens are favored to win. Okay, enough on that game. Let's go to what's hit Notre Dame Virginia Tech. What do you say? A ah. game that surprised me. It surprised Mike. Yeah, Mike it surprised me. Mike's nugget of the week last week was a Notre, uh, was a Notre Dame loss right. at Virginia Tech. That's their first loss at Castle Coliseum all year long mm-hmm. in the land of the lanterns. Yeah, which is strange. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it was really disappointing. You know, uh, Notre Dame ended up coming out with a five point win. Uh, they were two point favorites there. You know, I just really thought that. Uh, Virginia Tech would cover, and I thought they'd win the game. Um, you know, what was probably most disappointing was Justin Gibbs, who had been playing so well for Virginia Tech throughout the year, really didn't show up for this one. I think he had like four or five points. He was total garbage. But what was <laughs> what was really Ooh, was savage. really inspiring was if you rewind to last week's episode where I talk about some of the things that you can bank on, and one of those being Notre Dame's offense on the road. You know, that thing just turns. It just, or churns, I should say. It churns like the butter in Williamsburg circa 1780. All right? I mean, oh, that thing God, just, I love Colonial Williamsburg. Just, you know, it's consistent. It's creamy. It's smooth. You know, it, it's amazing. Organic, local. Uh, yeah, it's all those things. It's Steve Astoria and Matt Farrell, their chemistry on the court, I think can't be denied. You know, Virginia Tech 
looked good at times. I actually thought they were going to win the game towards the latter half of the second half. I, they were pretty close there late, but uh, just couldn't do it. They couldn't rebound. You know, only had nine offensive rebounds against a team like Notre Dame that can't re- rebound the ball at all. So you know. Steve yeah, Vesteria I mean, and Bonzi Colson are quietly like two of the best players that nobody talks about. Vesteria, understandably, he looks like he's nine years old, so right. it's not good for like that. But I mean, <laughs> Colson and Vesteria. Yeah. They're two of the best offensive Colson players. Colson is the Paul Millsap of the ACC. I mean, the guy is unbelievable. Can I ask about another phenomenon? Yes, I, I, that's going to be my theme today. Uh, the Matt Farrell one. I I know that the word is sort of out, but do you think when opponents see him and he's got like a wristband on, he's got like he's a hairy dude. He just looks so <laughs> white. I'm sorry. To <laughs> that. Like they're just like, there's no way this guy could pick my pocket at midcourt. And he does that in the most, one of the most important plays of the game well, in the Virginia. Yeah, that was an incredible play. I mean, if you, he if just you were to listen so to Doris Burke, he's got a buzz Doris cut. Burke would tell you Jersey strong till his core, to his core. You know, I mean, <laughs> he's practically whatever is inside of Chris Christie, like that little man that is inside and pedals the shell that is Chris Christie <laughs> is Matt Farrell. I mean, that's mm. the way that she pitches it, it to the it's, to it's so stri- Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. But I opponents, do. they probably watch film and they're like, oh, well, he's he's going against NC State. Yeah. He, and the do you think his teammates, team. do his teammates call him Teen Wolf? Do you think? I don't know. I would. Because if I... If I was looking at Vistoria, I'm like, okay, yeah, that guy is probably not going to drive past me a lot of the time, but he's going to shoot threes. So I right. at least know he's a threat. But I look at Matt Fair, I'm like, this guy's going to get to the rim on me. Well, mm-hmm. Yeah, let me tell you my theory on this. Okay. This, this is, is important. This is important. Uh, your look on the basketball court, if you are at one extreme or the other, if you're somebody who's like real, you're Vestoria, you look like a young child, you a young, innocent, naive child. Uh, if you're Matt Farrell, everyone's like, what is he doing here? He should be sawing wood in, you know, Northwest Oregon or something. Or he should still be in a YMCA any, game. I don't know. That, I think if you're on one extreme or the other, you know, or, you or know, you're, you're, you're Ojo and you're like overshadowing to, or, everyone. Yeah, as I say, I think you, you have to watch out for those guys. You have to watch out. It's the, it's the people in the middle that are kind of like running the mill normal. No, you can, whatever, you can sag uh, off them a little so bit. So you're, you're saying, yeah, the, like the, the prank videos that you see now where it's like the guy, the dorky white guy with like the big glasses, the big spectacles and the high socks. And he's like, oh, I'm just here to play a game of basketball. Excuse me. I, right. no, I, just, I, 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 I just got it. Okay, hold on. Those guys <laughs> hold, 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 better be able to back up. it up. Right, right. Like I'm going to pander to Is Luke Matt Farrell the Woody Harrelson of white men can't jump in our generation. I think he is. Possibly. I just, that's what it it's is. too much, though. That's it. I can't wait till we see his girlfriend on Jeopardy. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Foods that start with the letter Q. I've seen the movie. Quince, I believe, was the answer. That's it. It's a quince. It's a quince. That's exactly She's what it is. Quince. Yeah, you, you know, scientifically and historically... It, they say it wasn't an apple in the Garden of Eden. It was a quince, most likely. Oh, well, so right. yeah. There's your little. There's the your only knock on that day. comparison because that is might be the perfect comparison mm. for Matt Farrell, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost perfect. He doesn't seem like a gambling man, mm. unlike us <laughs> and unlike Woody in that movie. But he's from New Jersey. You know who he might be more. He might be more Leonardo DiCaprio in the Basketball Diaries. Uh, That's what I'm thinking. Well, let's hope not. I think he developed a pretty nasty heroin If he gets a little clean. The mic is going down right now. Okay. (laughs) All right. Let's bring it back, guys. Let's bring it back. That game, uh, takeaways. Yeah. Maybe I I drank some – maybe I drank too much of your VT Kool-Aid. And I was a hater last year, and 
I decided to kind of come back and eh, maybe yeah yeah. Now, would, now I'm kind of I'm trending back to my last year assumption of this team that maybe their all their wins were schedule oriented to a I, certain extent and maybe we we overvalued them uh, in the they, preseason. You know, I'll say they've lost to the three best teams in the ACC right now. Or I should I'm sorry. And they North lost Carolina, to North Carolina like, yeah, State. Lost, I thought that said UNC. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, but they have lost to Florida State and Notre Dame. Those are their other two losses of the three that they yeah. have in the ACC. So you know, I'll be interested to see what they do in the next two games against Georgia Tech and Clemson. I like, well, I think they beat Georgia Tech, no problem. But um, Georgia I think Tech's they, pretty good. I think they I lose know. at Clemson. The Clemson team is a perfect matchup for yeah. Virginia Tech. Yeah. I, I like both these teams. Honestly, I just think that Virginia Tech plays too fast on offense to play against Notre Dame. If you let Notre Dame control the pace, and if you're a team that plays fast on offense, you can't control the pace as well. And if Notre Dame can control the pace in a game, they're going to have their way with you. They're going to, you know, it negates all the advantage you might have in size that Notre yeah. Dame gives up to everybody they play if you mm-hmm. let them control the pace. Okay, we spent too long on this. We would do a Zach Ladey check on his three point percentage, but I'm not going to go there. All day Ladey. Three, uh, Virginia Clemson. I know you watched this game, Little John Coliseum. I have lots of thoughts. I'm sure you do too. Start us off though. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a really good win for Virginia, but my goodness, the defense has been. A huge question mark in the last three games, maybe maybe two of the last three uh, for Virginia. Just the defensive rotations are really really lacking uh, on offense. We can talk about. Let's talk about offense because this is incredible. I, I've never seen a team like this. And I well, I'm not gonna say never, but I can't remember the last team in college basketball who took so many long twos and threes and was so successful. Yeah, I, I mean <laughs> the anti-analytics team this I year. I mean, yeah, yeah. I've been like saying he got Mario Shayak. He's off the dribble. He decides I'm going to dribble and take my foot inside the three-point line by a, a, like a centimeter and pull up and nail a jumper. You're like, bring back Mike Scott. What are you doing? These are all Mike Scott shots. Well, Mike Scott was a little bit different. He was he was an ISO. I'm going to shoot my jump shot once my feet are set and nobody can block it because I'm this tall. Shea Ock's a little bit different, and he's on fire right now. Parentes is on fire as well, and he, I mean, this is the best three-point shooting team in the in the in the league right now. So you have to think, where's the value in Virginia if they figure out their defense? Which is, I know, just from being, you know, you know close to the team, that that's all that Tony Bennett is thinking about right now is figuring out his defense. He's just like, yeah. you guys go ahead, keep shooting your long twos and threes, and you better make them, but. I mean, their like Kim Palm efficiency they, is eighth in the nation right now. That's if an they figure out the defense, that's where Virginia could have value. I don't like all these long twos, but it seems to be working. I mean, it's been working for, what, five games, right? Doesn't that make you nervous, though? Obviously. It's a low percentage. We're yeah. analytics men. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, I, I was saying it earlier in the year, and I think it's becoming more and more obvious that Virginia is going to live and die by its shooting. And sure. def- defense needs to be at a point where that doesn't ne- necessarily need to be the case, but right now that is the case. The defense at for Virginia is not like it, it's not holding teams back that it should. Well, I, I was thinking to myself, what's different about this Virginia team uh, than like some of the past years? Uh, and, there's a lot. <laughs> I know, but I, I'm not saying just like in terms of like you know they personnel. lost some of the personnel. But I'm saying what's the difference in the play style? And I looked at some of the numbers, and it backs up what you were saying. They're they, shooting so much. Yeah, they never really get to the line, never attack the basket, and draw fouls at a huge clip. 
but they are one of the three worst teams in the NCAA at getting to the foul line this year right now. And that's, I mean, they're usually, you know, not great, pretty bad, but not, not that bad. bad. Not terrible. And I'll they're bottom three in the NCAA at getting to the line. Conclusion. Yeah. This is the year we value Virginia on the road, overvaluing Virginia at, the home, at home. Because, you know, Vegas, know, I mean, Vegas knows that Virginia at, at home has been an absolute terror to the entire ACC and and the country for the past three years, but I think that I think it's different this year. I think you value them on the road because they're shooting, and maybe not so much at home because at home that's when you're really going to get to the line. You know, you're going to get some favorable breaks, and I, like just look at look at their their history. The the I mean, they lost uh, the WVU, they lose to Florida State. When you say overvalue, you're saying like we think that the lines will be more favorable for gamblers when they're at home. No, I'm just saying that uh, you know everyone's gonna gonna keep with the Virginia status quo. They're gonna say, oh, oh, Virginia's at home. Well, that's at least a double digit spread when it's probably not. Or on the road, it'll be maybe a pick'em against your mid tier teams, and that's when I think you should value on because they've they've already taken down Louisville on the road. They've taken down Clemson on the road. And the pick game went to overtime. And that's tough in coverage play. That's that's my final thought. Okay. Anybody else want to wrap that up? Or can we go on to the uh, next? Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing UVA finish sixth in the ACC. <laughs> like I said earlier in the year. I mean, that, that line about them not being able to get to the line, um, I mean, I think that's telling to where this team is going to end up. I, if you can't get to the line, you can't win late in the season. You can't win on the So road. who's your top five? Uh, well, I still I, I'm gonna have to swap out NC State for no. Oh really? Unfortunately, sadly, I'm gonna have gonna to keep switch the wolf them back out. up there. Uh, but I'm still going with North Carolina, Duke, Florida State. Uh, I guess now Notre oh, Dame. Oh, so you've reversed off of so you're on the North Carolina train well as yeah, well. They were okay. they were number it's three not even for a me. Tr- they were I number mean. three for me early. But I I had Louisville at two. I now I'd say they're they're going to win the ACC. They're my they're my pick to win the ACC this year. So you have Louisville one, wow. yeah. Carolina two. Correct. Um, oh, we're going to go through the whole thing. Yeah, let's. Ooh, do it. I like it. Duke. Are, are you salty. still? Are you putting Duke at three? Um, Florida State three. Duke three. No, I'll go Duke three. Florida That's State ludicrous. four. Why would you Notre not, Dame five. Florida State already. Um, Florida Notre State at worst mm-hmm. will have don't a have split a with Duke. You're so wrong in your analysis. <laughs> That's Florida, just what I'm feeling. Florida State at worst is going to have a split with Duke, and they'll pro. And if they win in Durham, they have the tiebreaker. Okay. And you're going to put Duke over over Florida State. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go with that. Okay, all right, all right. That'll happen really fast. Silence. Yeah, that'll happen really fast for me. All right. <laughs> wrong. And then Notre Dame's five. Sad. That's okay. That, I. That could happen. Yeah. I could see that playing out. Uh, let's wrap up the recap with anything. Does anybody want to talk about Miami Pitt? I mean, Mike, no, no. Mike, I think I think we'll talk about Miami a lot in the preview game. Can we? Like. Mike can Young we, wasn't involved. I don't care about the game. Can we right. talk about one thing that we're probably not going to talk about in the preview, which is Boston College? What they beat NC State? I love it. Yeah, I mean, BC is Let's an improved go. team this year. Listen, the, the BC Love <laughs> Look, Fest. Look, I'm, I'm loving it right now. They're 2-3 and three in the ACC. Hold up, Taylor. It's Listen, unreal. We could have done the BC Love Fest during the hiatus. But now after they got drubbed by Syracuse in the second go-round, yeah, we can't rough. really go to the Love Fest. That was in the Carrier Dome. It's understandable. The yeah. sight lines are bad. The, your depth perception is all It's a place where plenty of teams have won this year. Yeah. By lot, like, what, St. John's won Same. by how many? 33, yeah. yeah. I'm just uh, saying I, baby steps. Yeah. Baby I, steps. I, yeah, honestly, uh, some some definite improvements in Chestnut Hill. Uh, 
big ups to Jim Christian. But like we, I, yeah. I, I, it, it's been it's been a a decent a decent ACC season for them so far. We don't we great. don't have to say anything more. But we missed we, our Jerome opportunity Robinson, at the Kai Bowman. I yeah, mean, man, great. They are they are really like a recruiting a, a solid big man away from making a push to top eight in the ACC. If Nick Popovich, who despite the spelling is wrong, and I know it's probably not true, I can only assume he's related to Greg Popovich somehow. Aren't we all related? I assume, you know. I love if, that he, both the Nick and the Popovich are yeah, misspelled in, in the way people are thinking of it's it. It's Nick in IK. Right, Very right, important. right, right. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a GTA character. Man, he's like six years away from being the next Bachelor. I can't wait. Uh, if he can just develop and become a completely different player and much better, <laughs> Boston College will be really good. No, okay. What a great nugget <laughs> yeah. right there. If he can yeah. develop and comp- become a completely different player. I, I mean, a he's a freshman. They, yeah. they need to recruit. If they can recruit a solid big man scorer, like not 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 Clifford 2.0. Like they they need someone that can just, like put, put the ball what? in the basket. I'm not saying they're going to win the ACC. I'm just saying I'm excited for them. It's been a long time since Jared Dudley. Oh, was here. I am. I am so too. I'm ready. I'm, I, I mean, am excited you, too. The way that you talk about them is like they're <laughs> yeah, Mike, like your Mike, cousin Mike, that's Mike, like Mike, recovering <laughs> from alcoholism or something <laughs> like that. I mean, you're like you're happy that they like got a job. <laughs> you're happy that they can just come, I mean, if they can, yeah, they hey, work at Mike, Walmart, but like we're pretty happy for them. Yeah, they can you know, come, Complete the you know the AA meetings. Oh, yeah, just you exactly. wait. They got, just wait. They're gonna be great. You know what? You I'm, guys need to. You guys need to get off the. I'm the happy for them. Everybody you, loves an underdog story. I'm. I like the scrappers. Boston scrappers. We're gonna have okay, a mark. Can I mark, something else? Mark Wahlberg is Jim Christian Listen, in put, Eagles Rising. I mean, Mark, Mark Wahlberg likes to play in movies that have you know recent you know, events have recently transpired. Let me ask you something. Can we do it like a future future on if this podcast continues in year three? Can you guys take Boston College and can Mike and I pick another team who's kind of like a cellar dweller? Can you, can we do that? Well, I'm not I'm not ready to make that decision <laughs> we'll right now. Yeah, let's we'll run pick bets. <laughs> run yeah, futures right. on futures on Pitt Boston College. Gosh, oh, how bad is Pitt becoming? Man, okay, let's call our friends we're gonna at Westgate. I think they'll give let's us a line. They'll do that. Pitt they'll Boston that College 2018. Yeah. Okay, Johnny will do that for us. We're going to cap off that segment. Guthrie and Taylor could do a spinoff podcast on BC Deep Dives. If you'd like, Mike and I will probably not participate. Mike, we're probably not going to participate in that. Uh, nope, nope. No. I won't even okay. listen to it. Frazier was a spinoff it. of Cheers. You want to subscribe? Uh, Frazier was a spinoff of Cheers. I'll just say that. One of the most yeah, popular shows of all time. No, yeah, no, it wasn't. It wasn't very good, though. You you right. know, that was a problem. I, what? I just didn't enjoy it. I didn't enjoy Frazier. Yeah. It never resonated with me. I'm sorry. Frazier is such a Guthrie show. I enjoyed I enjoyed it's, Joey it's an intellectual the spinoff show. more than Frazier the spinoff. Wow. Yeah, that, that tells you maybe what you need to know about Guthrie now. He enjoyed Frazier. I enjoyed Joey the I spin-off. was going to say, both of those are closer to each of your lived experience. That's who you are. Uh, okay. yeah. Guthrie looks so pissed off at you for saying that. Well, you should be flattered. Mike's over here talking about how he loved Joey over Frazier. Yeah, you're intellectual. Mike is, I don't know, Mike's, Mike's a party man. We're going to the mailbag. All right, drum roll. It took us so long, but we got there. We're going to the mailbag, and I I just love our I love our followers so much. I don't I would like more of them, but I almost want to keep it, you know, quality and not quantity. But intimate. We'll, it's we, intimate. It is very mm. intimate. 
I almost know these people by name and face at this point from their little Twitter avatars. Okay. But let's go to this one. The best and worst uniforms in the ACC. This is a quick one. Jeff wrote this into us. Um, my question, who are the Adidas teams? Because those will just be the worst. Louisville, right? They're an Adidas yeah, team. Yeah, they're an Adidas team. The Cumberbunds. Yeah. I hated the Cumberbunds. I don't like their improvements. So <laughs> my my I'm just gonna go with my best right gonna, now. I've always had an affinity for North Carolina. I had those shorts mm. as a kid, and they were nice. You're one of those below kids. the knee cut. <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know if the girls were feeling it as much as I was, but I was totally feeling it. I think I think Boston College. <laughs> I'm gonna say Boston College with the worst because they're not because of their. What's a good What's a good 2017 word for lettering? Come on, Guthrie. Like their font? Yes. Yeah, thank I was you. Say the font. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, guys. I just don't like their color scheme. I can't. I can't get into the color mm. scheme. Yeah, so I'm going to say gold. Boston yeah. College. Best. Would it be really bad if I said Duke before all the Nike mm. dream? You know, mm. all the nonsense like old. Old Duke. But, yeah, like yeah. the black and blue old school Duke oh, stuff was kind of. I like that. Yeah. I like that. That's I like a good that. look. All right, what about you, Guthrie? What are you feeling? Oh man. Yeah, I think Louisville, some of the Louisville jerseys are just so hideous. They're an Adidas team. You cannot pick them. That's, oh, oh, that's, oh, a oh law. that's that's what we said. Okay, it's a law. sorry. Oh, I zoned out. <laughs> Thinking about uh um So is Kansas, hmm. by the way. Yeah, I don't God, Probably this is hard. Virginia Tech is that your favorite country? Yeah, that's what for, I think. For similar reasons to <laughs> All right. to uh Louisville. team with the most potential, but the the worst delivery might be Virginia. They used to be great, and now they changed, and they got yeah. that, and they got really weird. Yeah, I, don't, the, I only like the away. You know, I don't. The home uniforms is like, Ew, what are you doing? What I really liked. I really liked the uniforms so from clean. the early two thousands with the with. I think they were like the the V's around the neck and the huh. or maybe maybe it was the sleeves. I, I, I thought the Joe Harris years were great. It was so clean and, and perfect, but anyway, Taylor, what are yours? I don't know my worst. My worst, I'm gonna, I don't know if they're an Adidas school, so you can call me out on that, but I, Miami, I feel like has so much potential. Uh, it's I, an Adidas school, yeah, so you lose all God, I wish they could have, they could have so much swagger. Maybe that's just mm-hmm. my association with the U, whatever, but I, the uniforms I like, I'm kind of partial to the Notre Dame uniforms. Uh, the hmm. gold ones with like the very mm-hmm. green highlights, it's like I, I kind of like that. Just all gold, that kind of yeah, no, rust gold no, with the green. I, I kind of uh-huh. like those. Okay. And I'm uh-huh. man. This, I, I pay so little uh-huh. attention to, you, <laughs> to I'm not, uniforms. I'm, I'm not Catholic, and it's I kind of like those it's uniforms. It's very important. They stir something deep. It's in very my soul. important because can I tell you what? When you remember certain games, you remember uniforms, and this is a critical point in sports. You remember like what the teams wore during that game. So. It's more important than you think of because it helps you remember. Yeah, I have a very distinct memory actually of my grandfather sitting in his lounger watching like college football and NFL and he only ever cared about one team ever. And then but he would watch all these other games and he would just pick teams based off the uniforms and mm. say they How did should he do? fire whoever who did he did he, I, I did, he no hit, did he hit sixty percent? Because if so, we might take his algorithm. I'm gonna say that he was hitting that. Yeah, just for now, but I don't know. All right. Next question. Well, this quick segue. Things Luke notices. This is a you know just a a rolling topic throughout the year. Mm-hmm. The new skimpy Nike V-neck jerseys. Kentucky, Carolina, Duke. All those teams they wear them. You know what, what makes them skimpy. They're like throwbacks almost to the 90s where you have huge knee, 
V-necks. You're showing oh. so much so much skin. But, Love those. But the reason, but it's counterintuitive because everyone's wearing Under Armour underneath them. So why even make them? Mm. Watch a Carolina game and everyone's wearing Under Armour. Everybody's I, rocking a deep V, huh? Everyone's rocking like JJ Reddick cutoff kind of style, but like in 2017. So it's. Mm. The, the new material. No. I mean, what's the purpose of making those skimpy uniforms if everyone's going to well, wear I mean, well, something that's their choice. Yeah, it's kind of like OG from Indiana who specifically asked the uniform director to make his shorts higher and tighter because the women like to see his thighs. Respect. End quote. Respect. Uh, <laughs> that's an actual quote from OG. You know, so maybe maybe there was a There's a reason his name is OG. Yeah, there, maybe there was a calling to the people in the triangle and they wanted mm. to see a deeper V. See, these oh, are the things yeah. I noticed. Like, the little things I noticed. Like, I, I like love- facial hair on college basketball coaches, which doesn't exist. This is a topic for another podcast. We need to set aside <laughs> this topic, but just think about that for a minute. Next question I for have, the mailbag. Yeah, We've gone through one question. We need to keep going, okay? Yeah, let's keep it going. Notre Dame's biggest weakness, go. This is from Daniel. I think this is an excellent question. They lack size. They lack size inside. Uh, I don't know. Like, somehow they are able to, to deal with with the bigs, with whoever they play. But, I mean, I feel like a lot of the teams they've played just don't have, like, solid big men. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I didn't watch the Louisville you. game. I didn't watch the Louisville game. But, like, when they've played, they played Pitt and Clemson. And, and VT. And VT. Like, VT does not have anyone over 6'10", I believe. Kadeem size, their tallest player, and he doesn't even play that much. So I, I, so my point, my point is basically, I think that if they were to play a team like North Carolina that actually thrives on getting rebounds and playing through the post at times, then that can expose their. The guy weakness. who is nominally their center is six five. You say right. yeah, okay. Right. So okay, you say so size. size. That's obvious. I, I go alliteration. I say stamina. They're a bad second to half team. Just Everyone like, comes just back. Like Hillary. Um, I actually. Everyone. I actually... Uh, Did you just make a Hillary uh, reference? Yeah, too soon. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm upset. Anyways, uh, you know, some of us deal with grief through humor. Uh, Would you like to go to the inauguration with me on, on Friday? He's going to the Million Woman March the day after, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to let all this pass. Uh, and I'm going to instead talk about Notre Dame's biggest weakness, which is kind of related to this, but I think it's um, attacking the basket. I think that they... And... Uh, they don't get to the line very often. They're great free throw shooters. But really, if I was playing defense against them, I would press out and overplay everything around the three-point line. Let them get around you and leave one guy under the Did basket. Did you watch the Villanova game? Uh, I watched like part of that. Okay. But that's, that's just what I would do. I think they are, are bad... Not bad, but I think Michael. that's their weakness. Mm, nice. I'm going to kind of piggyback on what you said, and I'll say their lack of depth. In general, they're 322nd in the NCAA in bench minutes. They're one injury away from their whole team falling apart. I agree. Uh, so mm. whether it's Farrell, Vastori, or Colson, you know, there's no one there really to back them up and replace them. So, yeah, I'll go with the general lack of depth. That's their biggest weakness. Good question from Daniel. Next set of questions from a listener from California. Yes, Edward asks a variety of questions. We'll start with the good ones, and then we'll go to another one. (laughs) Has Capel blown a shot of taking over for Coach K? No. Uh, Yes. Uh, Yes. 
No. He, I don't even think he's on the short list. I don't think so either. Guthrie's correct no here. Way. Guthrie, yeah, continue. It, I mean, are you really like if you are if you are Duke's AD, are you really thinking that Jeff Capel is well, a guy who got possible? fired? He who got fired. Here's from, yeah, yeah. From what what, what was it? Oklahoma? Yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah, because there were allegations of impropriety, I believe, right? Oh, it was also yeah, a yeah, bad yeah. basketball team. Yeah, he had, a, he had it, a little touch he, touch. He, right? It's okay. He, no, no, he no. Drove oh, is that not Oklahoma the type into of, the ground? <laughs> is that not the type of impropriety? I don't know. We, I don't know. The I thought he was also. full Bobby Petrino. He, he wasn't wearing the neck brace after the uh, he didn't jump. Accident. He didn't jump on the Hartley. He did not do, do that for a <laughs> okay. The Hartley's air course. I think there are. I think there are a lot of. Here's what I say. Go ahead. Here's my. Here's my thinking. Okay, one the eighty thing. Don't you think Shashevsky is going to choose his own replacement? I mean, sure. Yeah. When he leaves, well, however you he gets, want to say it, he's choosing it. And well, here's no, my that thing. is so not true. Well, this is just you can rebut this in a second. No, listen. In no, my listen, opinion, do, he's choosing his own. You're and so I think wrong. That, okay, well, just tell me in a second. I think that he. I don't think he's blown a shot because this is not a tryout for him. Like, I don't think they were like, okay, if you do good in this period, you'll get the job. If you don't do well in this period, you're gonna. Yeah, well, I don't think it's. I don't think it ever mattered. You know, I think they yeah. probably well, thought that, going into it. I agree it, with that. It's a wash. He could. It I doesn't matter what happens. I did, he did leave during the meet of the schedule. I'd like to mention that. Second of all, because okay, so what is what is Shashevsky going to do when he retires? Saying, "Um, oh, I'm not going to donate back to you." Well, we're going to pay the next guy five million instead of nine, so we're going to get four million surplus every year. Are you going to donate four million every year, Coach Gay? No, of course not. So, I mean, it's not a. It's not an influence. I think, I think he'll pretty much get to choose his person. I disagree. Yeah, do you think? Okay, let's well, say let's say that is the case. Yeah. Do you foresee a situation where Coach K chooses Jeff Capel as his replacement? I mean, really? I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, Shire might be. I mean, they as have much a, in the running. They have his. a ton of coaches out there. I know there are a ton of Duke guys in that like Shishosky yeah tree. exactly yeah. Why, and why not? Why wouldn't? Why wouldn't you go over after someone that you know? I, I mean, I don't. I don't Would know Mike about Brady Wojo. Leave? No, or I don't think Wojo so. and, and <laughs> Collins. Like they're they're it's not cool. gonna. I mean, I was I was thinking Mike Bray. No, it would not Mike be Bray. Mike Bray. I mean, I don't think Mike no. Bray would. It'd be like he's too good of a guy. Like I love Tommy him too much. Yeah. I love him too much. He's too good of a guy. One of the other guys. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think there are much better options. Honestly. Yeah, maybe he's that. Prideful that he just wants the kingdom to crumble. Anyway, I mean, why is question. he keeping him around? He's like a selected guy. He could probably have his choice of assistants. I think it's going to be Kobe Bryant. It's going to be. <laughs> Kobe it's, it's gonna, yeah, Kobe's More. finally going to be able to go to Duke. <laughs> More from the mail. He ma- wanted to for so long. Yeah, let's. Yeah. More from the mailbag. From Edward, does Guthrie know about emergency? This is a great question. I do actually. I've I found out about it about a year ago. I wish I had found out about it sooner. It's hey, it's great. What is emer- emergency? Emergency. Emergency is a scam. Just is it? Yeah. Just tell eat. me more. Oh, is this like the if thing you take, to make you feel better? Like, yeah, it's oh. like it's a powder that's vitamin C. Oh in powder yeah, yeah. Form. I mean, it's, I used to take creatine, so I mean, yeah, <laughs> it'll bulk you up, right? Whatever they say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That Princeton offensive line needs to gain some weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, so it's, I, I will say, in my you know close to a month of being sick, I it, it's I been tried, a month. It's not it's, close. It's been a month. Yeah, it's, I, I it's, live with you. I know. It's been a rough a rough period, but. Emergency was was definitely in the routine, along oh. with a lot of other things. Right. Um, I don't know how effective it was in knocking off whatever I had. What but else was in the routine? 
Can you take uh, us through the routine? You probably yeah. don't want to know. I mean, I can just uh, imagine. So everything from gargling month. salt water to raw honey to airborne, which is a similar thing to emergency. No, airborne was definitely proven not to be effective. It really? Was like, there was like a class action against We're airborne. having a very Ken Palm conversation Ken Palm wrote an article <laughs> actually about that. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's no, it was, it was totally I, Wait, fake. there was really a, there's yeah, really a class I'll action? Say, I'll send you the link. It's, oh, wow. Well, it's going to touch I, you. Glad I, uh... <laughs> this is not... Acupuncture, I assume. No acupuncture. <laughs> a lot of a lot of over the counter. Oh drugs. look, I have some hot oils in my car. We'll rub you down. We'll get you right. <laughs> that's that's what I need actually. That's what I need right now. Next question. Who... That's the last thing you'll ever hear from Mike. I've got some hot oils in my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we gotta go quickly over. Six these. years later, Guthrie emerges <laughs> from a bunker. Would you rather fight one BJ Anya sized duck or a hundred duck sized BJ Anyas? This comes from Adam. <laughs> Mike and I. First of all, I just I love this question so much. You read it. To we're me leading before. point on this because oh. Mike and I had a discussion about this for at least ten minutes before you two showed up. It's so good. Okay, I know my response. You guys can. I, I'll <laughs> you, tell you right you now. First, you first. You first, Luke. You first, Luke. I would. After oh, go. After careful consideration. Like, think about how big a duck is, all right? <laughs> Duck's a decent size. It's not like a, a grasshopper. It's like knee high. <laughs> it's not a grasshopper. It really isn't. You think of, all oh, 100 size little things, like little miniature soldiers, toy soldiers. Mike and I yeah, brought this well, up. Yeah, I, I was a big, I really started thinking about that film, Toy Soldiers, maybe from 98, where, you know, the action figures come alive. And you they tried did, to, you tried they to did a lot me, of damage. They did. You tried to throw me off a little bit, because I was like, you know what, you know what, Toy Soldiers, G.I. Joe's back when I was a kid, mm. and I could just, I could swat those out of the way, but like a duck is much more sizable than that. Right. And if you put like a cookie monster duck coming at you, BJ Anya style, <laughs> like big chompers, big, what, what are yeah. the teeth that like are- They're like very small. Small incisors with yeah. in, in mm. ducks. They're yeah, sharp I mean, though, and they're sharp. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna g- take my chances against the one big, yeah, yeah. I, and I'm, and I'm with you. I, I'm scared mm-hmm. of a hundred of anything. You have to, and here's the reason a why. Big duck. In wow. my opinion. man, the, you guys are so wrong. Here's why. Okay, look, <laughs> the fearsome part about BJ Anya is not his size. It's not it's his not. dimensions. No, it's the spirit. It's the ferocity. It's, it's the proud totem that is BJ Anya. It is all of that. It is, you know, it's the fire deep within. And so, so it's oh, not his agility. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> okay, that's, 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 that's what I'm concerned about. That that fire, well, that's, that inner fire multiplied well, by hundred. That's that's terrifying. I'm going to once again turn the tables on you. Would you rather face a BJ Anya-sized duck or BJ Anya? Uh, the, the, the duck. The duck. Okay. All right. Okay, next question. Uh, oh, that's would, an excellent question. I this comes it. from Ben. Would you pick who would who do you pick to win an All-Star game? Um no, no that's the wrong question. Gosh. Next question. All right. Here it is. Will Pitt make the tournament? Oh man, this oh is from Edward. God. This is from Edward, and my 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 response to this is simple. Guys. This, this question. I think there's some. E- I think there's some BJ Anya style ducks laughing in that, right? Like this this question is just meant to hurt my feelings. Where's, where's just that, like that no screaming. button? What are we doing? Can we, yeah. can we just push that no button? The, the one, two. that red one right there. 
That's the NC. No, that's the NC State button. Right. We've had right. too many sound effects already. Yeah. <laughs> I love that we have all these sound effects and we just cram them all into one yeah. segment on Pit. Okay. It's just the, there is no chance. This Pit question is just meant no to chance. hurt my feelings. Um, We're still alive in the Wake Pit bet. Yeah, we wake, are. Wake, wake, wake is one and four. Pit is one and five. Right. We're still yeah. alive, Mike. For the banquet. I tell you, they're, they're going to make a run in the ACC tournament. I I can oh, see God, them getting to the on. semifinals. But that like, doesn't help us. We will still have to pay for the banquet if they, yeah. unless they make the run at the late the, season. Yeah, they're going to have a great sixteen and fifteen year, and then you know, <laughs> what get a into terrible the question. Semifinals Edward gave us like four, three great questions and one horrendous question. So yeah. we're all agreed. No. No, yeah, no, no, no chance. No. We watch basketball. Next question. They went against from UVA. <laughs> Talk about that resume. They did. That's right. Who they beat Marquette. You, who do you pick to win an all-star game style three-point shootout and a slam dunk contest? Thank you, Ben. This is a good one. Yes, yeah, this is a good one. I have two very... Wait, is this the last one? I have to know. No, we have we have a couple more. No, this is important. Is it like a combined... No, 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 no. It's not. It's, you See, know, that's, Steve that's Kerr doesn't good. win the slam dunk contest. Tim Leichler doesn't beat Harold Miner in the slam dunk contest. <laughs> you get out of here, sir. You get out. Boo this man. <laughs> Boo. I, yeah. Boo. I mean, Is it a combo? Only Ronald Curry wins the combo. Okay? I wanted a combo. I want a combo. No, that's much more exciting. No, no, no. Or Cal- a guy at the McDonald's All-American yeah. yeah. showcase. All right, who's your, who's your pick, Luke? He seems so excited. Donovan Mitchell in the dunk contest, and I will go with... Uh, it's between Joel Berry and Parentes, but I'm going to say Parentes because there's no contest. You know, nobody's contesting, right? Mm, that's I'll right. Go Parentes yeah. and Donovan Mitchell. Okay, I like that. All right, uh, Guthrie. Oh man, I for some reason I th- I thought non ACC teams were on the table. You're so oh, wrong. Yeah, yeah. you're you ill prepared. Yeah. Ill prepared. Go In ahead. That case, go ahead, I'll Taylor. take anybody from UCLA. Like, yeah, make... there there are probably three yeah, players on UCLA that could win. Alford is shooting what sixty percent in back twelve play. Yeah, it's that absurd. is ridiculous. Anyway, that's uh, that's another topic for another day. Yeah, that is. I okay for the three point shooting contest. Uh, I thought for sure Mark would uh, Mike would take this, but it's uh, Jamel Artis. Your boy from Pittsburgh, I mean... Oh, boy, shooting 41% this year. Isn't oh, yeah. something, like something really good. Yeah. I, th- I think he's steady. I think uh, I think he holds <laughs> up well under pressure. Mm-hmm. He's he's a, he's one of the only two options on his team. He's I think he hits that money ball every time. I assume there's a two-point money ball at the end of every <laughs> rack. I'm banking on that. There I is. pick artists. There you go. There is a money ball in every rack. Mike? Uh, um, look, I'll go with the... I guess he's probably the ACC percentage leader right now. I'm not 100% sure, but I'll go with Kyle Guy for the three-point percentage okay. or mm. three-point contest. And then, you know, I'm going to go with the underdog, the man who had his first career dunk just earlier this year, my man Matt Jones for your slam dunk champion. <laughs> Nobody does a gliding one-handed dunk from four feet out like Matt Jones. I say he brings it home. Guthrie. So uh, I'm just going to pick Luke Kennard for a three-point shooter. Yeah, he's um, the best player in the ACC right now anyway. He, he, so. That is well, so not true. That's false. Joel Berry he's, is the He be- is first team. Mm. He's, a, so he's first team He's caliber. a first teamer. Yeah. You'd rather uh, have Luke Kennard to start your team against my Joel Berry team. If we're just like picking yeah. like, and we're just playing yeah. ball, probably not. Now, Joel Berry's a much better defender. Okay. Okay. In, the, in the dunk contest, I would pick Terrence Mann from Florida State. Oh, Pretty I much like anybody that. from like Florida that. State like is, is a pretty good man, choice. He is, yeah. he is really good. And like he's kind of getting overshadowed, I think, a little bit. Gosh, he is. Yeah. He is By P.J. Savoy. Yeah. P.J. Savoy is also quite good. P.J. Shooting really well. P.J. Savoy shooting really well. Yeah, I didn't pick one. 
But I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go randomly. I was gonna pick somebody from Florida State. I'm go gonna... with Harry Giles. <laughs> I'm sorry. Is that not... <laughs> no, maybe sorry. like three nurse knee surgeries ago? Oh no! Sad, come on, he's sad. a young man. I would go with you know. I'm gonna go with a young man with old man knees. I'm gonna go with Jonathan <laughs> Isaac is my pick. Okay, yeah, VJ King second I, place. I'm hoping. Mm. I'm hoping the Spud Wed factor would help my um, Donovan Mitchell pick. Yeah, Donovan Mitchell's uh, he's obviously the best dunker in the ACC. Yeah, so you made a good you made question. a good first choice. Very good choice. Okay, Brian Crawford. This is from <laughs> this is from Travis. Is UVA the least athletic team in the ACC? How can they be number five in Kempom and predicted to finish top four with no front court? This is probably coming from our Virginia fan. My answer to this is, you know, Virginia might not have the dunking abilities of a Florida State, but they have excellent lateral movement. And that's something that people don't really pay attention to in basketball, except, you know, degenerates who, you know, obviously need to know these things. And, you know, they have the best strength and conditioning coach in the country, so... Yeah. That's some deep knowledge right there. And they move really well laterally. Look at, I mean, you can look at Brogdon. I mean, he's not with them anymore, but that was his claim to fame. And he, you just, you got to stay in front of people. An, an NBA scout once told me this. Okay. Can I tell you this? Yes. The fact that you've talked to an NBA scout alone is it's, impressive. It's impressive. Yeah. Fa- you know, yeah. scouts are so overrated because they go to games every night and they're flying all over the place. Half the time they want to talk about where they want to go eat. Right. And they leave at halftime. That's mm. a fact. That that's one of the the mo- if you could put a line on that it would be minus five hundred this scout leaves at halftime. <laughs> who's the whole old UNC coach who wasn't very good who's now a scout? Darty. No, I was, yeah, I've been yeah. in a game with Darty. I, I was at, I randomly like sat across the aisle from him and I was like, oh my gosh, that's a guy. At, and at then the I VCU talked to game, you. Yeah. we were at the VCU we game. We were there, yeah. And Darty was there as a scout. He didn't so, seem that interested in the game. I'll be honest. Yeah, because he I goes to, to a game every spot. night. Yeah. He goes to a game every night. How can you be interested every night? Right? right? Do you pay attention every every hour you're at work? Dude, I can barely record uh, this podcast. Yes, once I a do. Week. I, I cannot go. imagine being in <laughs> I want to go on the record to Luke's question. Yes, I do. <laughs> All right, go, go with your Eight story. Eight hours a day. NBA scout. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. Lay it on It's me. not about how can I score. It's about how can I stay in front of people because everybody can score in the NBA once you get to the level. Mm. So mm-hmm. that's how they, Virginia has a, scorer, a little yeah. bit of an edge. You know, they know how to move laterally. And, you know, they don't have a bunch of dunkers, but, you know, who cares? You just stay in front of people make them make jump shots. That's the end of that question. I don't know if we have any other questions. Do no, we? no, no. We have one. We have the last one, and it goes to Bob Cobb. We didn't name anybody by their last name except for Bob Cobb because you can't just call him Bob. You have to call him Bob Cobb. Inventor of the Cobb mm-hmm. salad. Longtime listener, first-time mailbag uh, poster. Over under 4.5 ACC teams in the Sweet 16 this year. Well, obviously, this is a hard question because you don't know how the tournament bracket's going to shake out. But if you were going to have five teams in the Sweet 16, Florida State. Well, I mean, Pitt's obviously one of them. So, what are the other four? <laughs> what are the other four? Is the real question. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Luke. You you got it. You're no, right. no, Guthrie. Guthrie, what do you think? Uh, North Carolina, I, obviously. I, I think this. Yeah, over over. 4.5. Duke, because it will get a favorable matchup. No, yeah. no. The, I mean, let's be clear. The smart gambling bet would be always take the under on this bet, no, no matter. No, 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 Yeah. No. Well, the ACC yeah. set a record last year, if I'm not mistaken, for Sweet 16. Think, think, think it out. Yes, which was think six. Think it out. Yeah. Think it out this year. This year is a different year. It might be an anomaly. North Carolina, yes, they'll get to the Sweet 16. Duke, yes, they'll play somebody horrible in round two. Um, Who else? Louisville, do we, I worry about Duke. Yeah, no, Louisville, I say Louisville's yeah, Louisville, definitely yeah. in it. Definitely. Mm-hmm. 
Notre Dame's got to be. There I think too. there's tons of teams that could get. So if Notre Dame is definitely like that's four. four. That's so four. you're betting on Virginia to Out. make it. Virginia will or they even Florida make the State, tournament? Who knows? Or <laughs> Virginia, Florida. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Virginia, Come on. Florida State. Let's be, Syracuse, let's be real. Not, no, why Syracuse will Syracuse? make the tournament. They won't make the tournament. Yeah. Syracuse I didn't is not mean making to say the tournament. that. I, I misspoke. Who else is in the mix? Virginia, like Virginia Tech. Tech. Virginia Tech. I mean, Clemson, Clemson could make a push. They could certainly. No, no they're done. That no, no, they done. could absolutely make the tournament. No, they're done. Just think about no, it. No, Wait, you, have to, you have to win. You can't start one and four in the conference. You cannot start one and four. You have I'm to win say two under games Bob to make Cobb it to, under. to the Sweet 16, and you've got to have five teams. You're basically doing a 10-game parlay, even if some of those teams are playing much weaker opponents. It's a 10-game parlay, essentially. It's just a bad bet to... to Sure, but you we're picking. Right. Is it over sure, I'm just or saying, under? The, I'm have to be the voice of reason here. I, yeah. I would love to pick. I'm picking under. Can we wait? I'm going we under. I'll say four. Yeah, if we can wait, we can. <clears> wait. Screw it. I'm I'll going over. Four. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm also over. going over. It's more fun to pick over. Oh yeah. yeah, I believe. But they didn't build those palaces in the desert, you know. On that's going to do it for our first mailbag. Thank you for all our our loyal yeah, great questions. I don't mm-hmm. want to say listeners anymore. I want to say interactors. They're part of the family. Participants. Our fellow degenerates. Yeah. We're going to close with previewing. Guys, let's go. Oh, Matchups. Man. Couple big games. Big Mike, one tomorrow. Lead us. As you're as you're listening to this podcast, as you're driving to work or possibly working out at the gym or mm. possibly giving a nuzzle to your sweet someone, you're probably thinking, "Hmm, what games are tomorrow? What is the line?" <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're here for. Luckily, you have uh, Notre Dame at Florida State tomorrow. It's a battle of two top fifteen teams. I believe my man Guthrie may have the line for that game. Do you is have it? That? Six is FSU it? minus six. FSU minus six. Wow. Uh, Notre Dame <laughs> getting six points Golly on the road. Gee. You know, my going goodness. going against Notre Dame has been bad this year, except for the Villanova game where we got. Really bailed out, yeah. By yeah. Oh, that was a miracle. Incredible miracle. <laughs> that might have been the best. Uh, I don't know. Gambling pick of our lives. Guthrie, when we selected to pick a team known as Villanova in that game. Anyway, yeah. Continue. So, so anyways, this this matchup. Uh, no, they, they just cover. They just covers. <laughs> Why are we messing around here? I mean, I love Florida State. I think they're really good. I think they're incredible at basketball, uh-huh. but. You know, Notre Dame has got some. They're throwing some basketball voodoo out there. Right. As far as I, I'm going to say, this team as anymore. as Louisville as Virginia is to Louisville, I will say this Florida State team will beat Notre Dame. I think they're a great matchup for Notre Dame. I think they can actually cover on the perimeter. I think defensively they'll be able to match up with Notre Dame. I think offensively they're going to attack Notre Dame where it hurts, which this is, is at the basket. They're just going to hammer the paint. They're going to get to the paint so often against Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. I, really, I really like Florida State. Yeah, it's a, it's in the it's building in with the big logo that I don't know the name of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The one that it needs looks like a, it looks like a church. I mean, yeah. uh, have you okay. seen a picture of the outside? It, it looks like the, this. Guys, the Donald L. Tucker Civic right. Center. Yeah, I mean, we seem to be in agreement. Should we allocate some capital? Of I'm taking Florida State. Wait, we're all we're all on Florida State. Guthrie and Taylor. Guthrie and Taylor love Notre I'm I'm on Florida State for this one. I am too. Exact reasons. Oh, the matchup too. is bad, and I tell you, the matchup I mean, is bad. Yeah, Florida and State. They're gonna. Florida State's gonna be mad too because they're coming off a loss. They're gonna fly around the court. They're, they're gonna, gonna be mad. Their their frenetic defense that might be not that great is gonna do enough. And on offense, I mean, they're gonna get a ton of offensive boards. You're gonna have like who Bonzi Colson guarding 
Ojo and they, they have Florida State <laughs> has Florida State's oh, so Ojo deep. Is, they have Ojo ten Ojo players. Their greatest word. Florida State has <laughs> Florida State has ten players. Notre Dame has five and, and yeah. Fluger. Look, I mean, no, Florida, State, Florida State took twenty eight threes against North Carolina. They will not make that mistake again this year. They will be pounding the no, paint no, against no, Notre just, Dame. I don't know. They will take a lot of things. They, <laughs> no, they, they, they will, like they like shooting. Man, you're gonna see PJ you Savoy taking half court shots all day State. long, and I love it. Florida State, baby. Everybody should uh, be no, taking Notre no, Dame. I thought I'd be the I am, no, I am going to take Notre Dame. Yeah, well, I only can't out. Well, you yeah, just you messed re- it up. You really want to allocate money on this no, game? No, we shouldn't. We shouldn't. I don't. I. I, I think. Do. I do. My, my I mean, might do this. We might anyway. But We're all individuals. I'm going to take Notre Dame with the points. Uh, it's probably a smart pick. I. I'm staying with Florida I, State. Good. Good for you. Good for you. It's. I mean, this one's really hard. Like, you guys make a very con- compelling argument, uh, and I, I think Florida State is going to be one of the teams that could exploit Notre Dame's weakness that I was talking about before, their lack of size. And yeah, lack of depth, also, All that, also an yeah, issue. Yeah, I mean, Florida State I'm throws more guys butt, at though. you than what's almost What's anyone. your butt? He likes the Notre Dame offense. That's what he likes. Notre he likes Dame has one of the best offenses in the country. Yeah, it, it's it is it is a pleasure to watch mm-hmm. and a gift. They, man, <laughs> I, <laughs> gift. And, and let's be honest, Florida State's defense looks good, like statistically, but they lose guys on offense and they rotate. They have to rotate all the time because they're losing guys. Yeah, and Notre Dame works the ball really well. They're going to get some open threes. I mean they. And, great, and great, the Florida State defense great. really likes to push out on the perimeter, which actually I feel plays right into Notre Dame's hands. They, they're just going to pass right around any sort of ball pressure. You guys, that, mm-hmm. you guys. That's why I picked Florida State because I want to do that. Neutral, they're, they're not the turnover dependent defense. You guys are still defense, in so. neutral court, non-conference state of mind. That's all I'm telling you. Okay, I'm with Mike in Florida State. I picked Florida State Taylor, too. Florida yeah, State. I'm I'm on an island, but I can see That's why fine. you would pick Notre Dame. Got through the Islander next game to talk about. What else do we have for Wednesday? Quickly, let's run Wednesday quick, and then we'll go to Saturday because that's really important. Uh, Virginia, BC, it's like a 15-point line. Stay away. Not just even don't, worth just it. don't do it. Miami, Wake Forest. E- Wake, minus one. Ooh. I like Miami in this one. It's going to change, right? Wake, baby. Wake. I'm all in it. Wake. Let's wake, go. Me too. Wake. Let's do Miami it. Miami hadn't played anybody. Or they've played people this year. They haven't beat anybody yet this year. Wake is going to show yeah. them what's up. Uh, uh, you make a good point. They beat an undermanned Pitt team they by a lot. destroyed but, Pitt. But Michael Young wasn't involved. So John Collins might have 30 points in this game. That's all I'm saying. It's gonna Pitt be, might be I'm, horrendous I'm also. I'm taking Wake. Unfortunately, for the banquet. Yeah, who's who's gonna guard uh, Collins? So that's a big question mark. Uh, Miami's got a bunch of long guys. Yeah, they'll have a group effort. No, it'll George win. George Tech, Virginia Tech. Do we care? Nope. Tech Tech. No. Next game, Saturday. Uh, let's go Syracuse Notre Dame. I love Notre Dame here. I'm still not. Syracuse is gonna have to win a bunch of games for, for me to come back over to the light side. Do we have a projected line? Yeah, know. yeah, we have a minus twelve Notre Dame. It's a home game for Notre Dame. It's wow. not going to be that bad. It's going to be ten, right? Twelve is a lot of points. It's going to be ten. You think? This is a. I mean, Syracuse has won a couple games, right? A couple, literally a couple in a row. Ooh, minus twelve, really? No, that's not true. They lost at UNC. Ken, uh, Gosh, I forgot. Ken Palm. Ken Palm has uh, has it at nine. Is there a line out? 
No. Mm. No. Yeah, so Kim Pom has it at nine. Why don't Forget we just say, it. Why don't we I'd say, say if you can get single digits to take Notre Dame, but it's scary. It's Maybe a, a stay away. Yeah, you're not oh. going to get single digits. Number 12, Louisville versus number 10, Florida State. The game of Saturday in the Atlantic Coast Conference. This is this is a fun game. It is a fun it's game. It's really exciting. Yeah, it's going to be yeah. a the great The battle game. of the interior. This game is going to be a bloodbath It is going to be a bloodbath. It's going to bl- be a bloodbath in the paint. You're going to have a mood. Dang Adele. All Ojo. Your, Ojo's involved. Oh, all these long Jonathan players. Jonathan Isaac. Matthew, oh, my gosh. Man. FSU minus two. Is People that, are just going to be okay. scraping at each other to just touch the rim. Right. And right. the backboard. It's going to be great. PJ Savoy throwing darts from deep. It's going to be fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's the question. Who's, yeah, man. Who's <laughs> terrible out sh- outside shooting will be better? Will it be Florida State's or will it be Louisville? Uh, Florida State is Florida. not a bad no, shooting no, no. team. They no, are. Yeah, they, they, are. You guys, they are. No, no, that is that is that is false. That is actually. See, Guthrie, you're you're a homer, and you watch the Dwayne Bacon UVA game, and it's clouded your vision. No, I mean I know no, they're, they're shooting at, well this year. Let's look at the they're, numbers. They're good. They're yeah. a good shooting team, not great, but good yeah, shooting. They're team. shooting thirty-seven yeah. percent on the year as a they team. Just, their they effective shoot. field goal percentage is incredibly high. They That's sh- because they get to the rim, but they don't shoot yeah. the three. The three. Yeah, the well. three is 89th in the country. Yeah. The three-point percentage. That, yeah, is, that almost, is not bad. They're almost top one hundred. Eighty-nine is bad. <laughs> I think eighty-nine is not bad. Eighty-nine is not good. Okay, you guys are talking as if this is the worst shooting team in like the entire ACC. Listen, they, 68 is the cutting point for everything. Can we agree sh- on that? They shoot they too are, many. They are 286 in the country in terms of attempted threes they, they, as well. They don't take many and they make just the top 89. 100 percentage. And they're just not they're just not a three-point shooting team. They're not. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Well, I think and I think, think Louisville's going to force them to be one, and can they yeah, make them? I, I think I think the and whole Louisville that whole contests on those threes. Yeah, Louisville's That's a great people don't realize perimeter defend defend uh, defending team. Uh, yeah. it, the the game is going to be decided on the boards in mm-hmm. in the paint. Like, so who's tougher? Who's the tougher team? Florida State is going to rock Louisville. I'll just say it right now. Uh, I think you're also. I think you're right. Yeah, I, I'm all over Florida State in this game. I don't know, guys. Yeah. What's our projected line? FSU minus two. Yeah, it's a Florida State home game. Well, I'll take Florida State there minus two. It's not going to be two. It's going to be like six. Look, uh, one thing that we haven't mentioned, Quentin Snyder is expected to be out two to three weeks. Yeah, Uh, it's going to be at least six. I think the the big issue here is going to be, you know, you saw Joel Berry or how UNC operated without Joel Berry. How does Louisville operate without its one true point guard, Quentin we'll find Snyder? Out tomorrow. I think it's going to be a really rough game uh, against Florida State, who does turn you over quite a bit uh, defensively, especially in the guard region where they force, I think, 42nd in the country in terms of steal percentage. You know, XRM, Dwayne Bacon, PJ Savoy, all those guys, they're going to be all over. Uh, Louisville, I just don't see them scoring a lot of points and and being able to combat Florida State. I like Florida State. Final game. Okay, have we made our picks? We've picked we've picked two games. Well, we I mean we don't know the these exact. We're going off of a projected because it's a Saturday. We're going off of general. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling. If my, it's two, I'm taking Florida State. Too. My feeling is Florida State. Yeah. I'll take Florida State too. No okay, problem. So that's a consensus. If it climbs I don't feel eight, comfortable about it. In any I'm not going to take them but. at eight though. Okay, if it climbs that high, which I think it could, I think it'll start at six. I really do. I guess it's going to depend right on what happens. On in Snyder, the, the it'll depend. With, no, the intervening games. Like yeah, it'll happen. It'll depend. Florida on State these plays Notre Dame. Finally, we'll plays Clemson in between. Finally, so. game day. Miami at Duke. Yeah, this is the game day game. So you'll you'll see it on TV. On can I tell Saturday, you how this game is going to play out? 
Sure. It'll be close yeah. for the first. It'll be close for the first ten eight minutes. I love that nobody answered because they assumed it was a rhetorical yeah. question <laughs> that you were immediately. No, I'm, I'm gonna, but I'm not going through. I'm going through like quarter by quarter if okay. there were such a thing. Okay, first ten yeah. minutes, kind of back and forth. Oh, oh, you know. Oh, what a run. Oh, there's um, you know, there's Newton. <laughs> Great, he made a dunk. Uh, Duke has a big push at the at before the under eight and three. All the way to the under four, Miami maybe hits a three before halftime. They're still down, and Duke ends up winning by ten. Okay, mm, ten. Wow. Ten point Duke win is at home in Cameron. Now they you know they might be a little fired up in Cameron after is, being there all day. Is Emil Jefferson still expected to be out? I think he is. Right? Correct yes. Me if yeah, I'm yeah, he's out indefinitely. Is the last I heard. Uh, do, do you guys have a rebuttal to how I played that game out? Yeah, no, so, I I don't have the soothsayer type mentality that you have to be able to see that that deep into the game. I will say that well, well Duke will go, they'll go up big in the second half and Miami will claw back a little I, bit. I'm and make, going, it, make it respectable. I'm just going with the overall Ken Palm mentality. And by the way, congrats to Ken for being included um, on the NCAA selection committee, uh, who's now recently I think reviewing the analytics portion of their mm-hmm. selection process. One of Four people selected for that. Very happy for him. Yeah, they're um, meeting. They're meeting on the twentieth of, of this month. Mm-hmm. Where? In Indianapolis. It's I, not that long a flight for us. Let's I, go see Ken. Yeah, we were invited, <laughs> but I turned it down. Oh, you turned. Oh, okay, well, that's email. good. That's good. We'll we'll call him on the twenty first. We're all well, going to be watching ACCBBalldegens at gmail dot com. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering. I turned it down. Uh, he got mad at us because I. I brought, and this is my fault, I brought up the lantern to Castle Coliseum and he got mad at me. Yeah. Well, anyways, all right. let, me, let me get back to my Ken Palm his appearance, point. his multiple appearances on our podcast. Yeah, that's why they selected him. him. Anyway, mm. so and Ken has always told us, and he, he sits me down, he pets me like I'm his own son. I assume that yes. fathers pet their sons. K-Swiss, um, our good friend K-Swiss. He, he, he says, look, a good offense beats a good defense. All right, it happens all the time. We see it with Notre Dame. Miami is known as a tempo team that Duke. thrives on defense. I like this Duke offense, especially against this team Miami. I, I think that they're going to shoot about 35 threes. I think you're going to see Frank Jackson come back. I think he's going to actually start to play again, play more minutes. I like them to go small against Miami and and dominate the game. I mean, I, I think you saw it against Notre Dame. I think if you see Notre Dame run against Miami – I think you're going to see Duke uh, run against them as well. My only reservation about this is that Larinaga destroyed the Duke national title team with Okafor and Tyus and Winslow in Cameron Indoor Stadium. That's mm. my only reservation. He destroyed that team. They won by, what, 17? Mm. If you're going to get— my only reservation. I mean, I'm taking Duke with, with 10. I'm going to set it at 10. Because you guys are projecting seven. It's not going to be seven. It'll be at least double digits. Oh, people are down on Duke. If it's 10 points, true. Jim Laranega <laughs> does not lose by 10 points. He's going to, and he has many times before. As, as, recently, <laughs> what about, as recently as their loss to Syracuse. By yeah, they, they, lost, which is, they lost two. Deeply embarrassing to me. But let me tell you, I feel like he's going to release the butterflies for this game. Mm-hmm. I mm. think he's going to be wearing an all-white tracksuit. I forgot to mention that in the best uniform segment. I regret that Do mistake. Do you want an action on that? Do you want to action on the white track? No, he won't be wearing it. It's the butterflies pro- not in, the in this podcast is similar to Kenny in South Park. I mean, 
makes an appearance every time and it always ends up just dying nothing but dead air every, every podcast luke feels vindicated and every podcast i bring up jen laranega releasing the butterflies yeah, I mean, that's all right so taylor's taking miami i'm taking miami to cover i don't know if they're gonna win but they're gonna cover i don't even it. know what the spread what's your what's our projection i think it's actually i think it's, it's projected said, as eight i believe yeah actually. that's that's, no, what, that's i think you're saying it's going up to ten but i think it's projected as eight we're gonna we're gonna say eight duke by there's 17 there's no way this is not reached ten yeah, I mean, I, okay. I, I don't have a feel for well, this one. I'm going to be honest. Our projected spread is now 10. Okay. okay. And I, I will take Miami to cover. Okay. I think they're going to be able to you do enough on points. defense. I'm worried maybe they won't turn the ball over too much, but I think they got it. I think especially with Emile Jefferson out, they're going to own the boards. It's Miami's game to cover. All right. Uh, not a chance. Do covers. No, thank you. All right. The last game that we're going to do, I that I want to do, because I want to bring up Clemson. We haven't brought them up yet. Uh, they're struggling, struggling mightily. They're fighting for their lives, like like a tiger in a cage. Listen, if they cannot beat Virginia, that can kill them. If they didn't beat Virginia, at Little John during the parade, the national championship parade, they're in trouble. So they are playing Virginia Tech at Little John on Sunday night at six thirty. They're the only game going in the ACC at the time. They are currently projected to be. Eight-point favorites against those Virginia Tech Hokies. On the road? No, they're at home. No, it's at Little John. They're at home. Okay. Okay. Gosh. Who do you got? Who do you got? Do you like these Clemson Tigers? Do you still believe in them? No, I don't. Does Jared Blossom game still have it? Looks like, is it six? According to Ken Ken Palm? I'm taking Virginia Tech. I'm just shooting shooting from the hip. (laughs) 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 Gabe Gabe DeVoe, Avery Holmes, and Jared Blossom game, do they have it? Can they take on... Zach Liday and company. I think Virginia just broke home. them. I think Virginia broke them that game. That was their their line in, in the sand game, and Virginia broke them. So I think they're just gonna the rest. Of, if you're one and four, you're one and four. What are you gonna do at one and four? Right? You're not gonna get back to five hundred. They're they're twenty seventh in the nation according to Kim Palm overall, and they're the they're like the highest. They're the best worst team, I guess is how you put right, them. Right, right. But I think you should take them to cover big spreads against good teams like they're going to play Louisville and they're going to get like a double digit spread on Thursday mm-hmm. you should take them to cover against Louisville and a double if you get double digits and then you should stay away if they ever are the favorite by significant points like eight points against Virginia Tech right yeah I would, I would I'm taking Virginia Tech yeah but I would take them to I would take them to cover against Louisville probably I don't, I don't know I will mention that Virginia Tech lost to NC State by what Triple digits. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was like 25 or something. 30. <laughs> they were down by 30. Not, yeah, 30 triple digits. Yeah. You know, right, what thing. do you got, Guthrie? You got a little nugget for me on this game, don't you? You got you This look... Virginia Tech at Clemson game? Yeah. Man. Their on-ball defense is very good. They allow a lot of offensive rebounds, but their on-ball defense, I think, is very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I. They don't foul a lot. I am, this, one, this one's tough. I, who's going to guard... Blossom game, like if he if he Nobody. demands if he demands the ball, it's gonna have to be Zach Liday. I mean, but I don't know. Woof. Yeah, exactly. Right. And, you, and by right, the I'm, way, I'm, whoa, whoa. for those that don't know, Jaron Blossom game is on fire recently. I mean, he's, he's only come on recently. He was really he's bad. Had, at the he's had four straight twenty point games. He's shooting well, they, over seventy percent from the field. Well, they recently. started using him right. They stopped putting him on the perimeter and they started yeah. putting him in the post because he's a bad matchup for. Even I mean, look, he look, yeah. big uh, men. Big men can't guard him, and like 
guards can't guard him. I mean, with the post, Clemson's so. lost to four high quality ACC teams: North Carolina, Notre Dame, Virginia, and Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech. I was hey, say, Georgia really? Tech. The surprise of the ACC. Ben Lammers. I mean, come on, <laughs> get your popcorn ready. Come on, Ben Lammers, get on the train. But look, I, Man, I'm, a, I'm saying, Lawson games playing better, and that's a very important first question to ask: is who guards him? I say no one. I like Clemson. I'm taking I, Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'm also going to take Clemson. Yeah. I, I was leaning towards Virginia Tech at the beginning of this discussion, and it's going to Clemson. This is so hard. I, I mean, you have to see which way the line goes. Whatever. So Clemson, you took, you Clemson took minus Virginia six. Tech. You said you said Virginia Tech. Wait, right? are we saying it's six at six points? Mm-hmm. I thought we said eight. You guys are confusing. It doesn't me. matter. It, 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 it doesn't listen, matter. Listen, Gavin and I had UCLA last weekend, and it mattered. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. The buzzer beater to kill your spread. I'm, I don't want to yeah. think we, about we, that. We'll write it. We'll do a YouTube video. About I'm gonna, it. I'm gonna take Virginia Tech at eight. Okay. Definitely take Virginia Tech at six. I'm still gonna take them, just not as confidently. And, mm. and what you hear right there, folks, is when you make an argument like that, that's when you're going to lose the bet. Oh, can we allocate yes, some of our fake capital? Now. Can we allocate some fake capital to some game? We're I all... want to do it on the Notre Dame game with Guthrie's missing. No. Take, take no. all the majority bets. We're, we're, we we're all on FSU when Louisville comes to town. Oh, okay. If, if FSU minus two, well, which that's not because, happen. Because when Notre Snyder. Dame beats FSU... No, and then no. and then You're so the wrong. public the public is all jumping that, off the Florida State bandwagon. That Louisville FSU game is minus five men. Okay, well we talk it, a lot about the public. What if we are the public? It's a big. Then we should stop recording it's a big right look now. Look in the yeah. mirror moment. This is a come yeah. to Jesus moment for us. All right, well we can reevaluate when the line is out for that game. Mm. Okay, fine. And we'll tweet it out. Well, I was going to say, follow our guys... Twitter feed at ACCV. Oh, wait. Do you want to do one more, you one guys, more game? You, the three of you are so active on Twitter. I see you guys posting I all am. the time. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to start my Calling own Twitter feed. This is going to be Vegas. That was another mailbag question. Sometimes. <laughs> there, here's a mailbag question from Jeff Can you help a brother out and get Vegas Mike? A Twitter account. Oh, so he wants one. I like does. that you also have to donate one for me pe- that I can't create my own. The Can pe- you give him one? The people are requesting him. Yeah, dude, That's I'll, how we're st- I'll start this. my own. I mean, in we Vegas. Need this needs to happen. In particular. The Vegas Mike Twitter account needs to happen, and it boys, will immediately boys, gain let me tell a following. You, I, I'm starting to get blood flow just thinking about it. We're only six weeks away from March Madness in Las Vegas. All right. Okay? We have one minute. I will say, I get a text close. message from Mike every single day, like twice a day. Have you bought your ticket to Vegas yet? Yeah. It's it's embarrassing that you have it. It is embarrassing. We have one minute to close, but this Saturday, we're going to hold our first ever Day of the Spirit Generation, Air. and we're going to all get together, and we're going to all have three green screens going, not green screens, three screens going at all times. We're going to have pizza. For what? For this Saturday? The Day of the Generation. Yeah, it's happening I'm gonna, this Saturday. I'm going to have a Bloody Mary bar so that <laughs> yeah. Guthrie and Luke can come to know the beautiful wonderful light we're gonna be watching games we're gonna be Mm -hmm. picking games and we want you all to be involved so tweet at us on saturday we'll be very active degeneration it's coming this i gotta gotta bring some adult magazines or something just to like round it out it's gonna be great i'm excited can't wait this is what i when i was 12 years old i hoped i'd reach this level and i'm glad i'm sharing it with you all well we finally made it but to close, we need to mention we are sponsored by none other than Three Notched Brewery. Who does not produce adult magazines. 
That's this is true. <laughs> a brewery named after a colonial era trail running through central Virginia. Three Notch Brewery develops innovative beers around bold characters that left their mark on American history. Characters like Thomas Jefferson, Patrick Henry, and Jack Jewett. Three Notch beers can be found at their at fine grocers everywhere and in their tasting rooms in Charlottesville and Harrisonburg, Virginia. Three Notch Brewing. Leave your and mark. And now in Richmond. Yes, you're right. Oh so, yeah, that's right. All right, that's right. So we have three locations. So long. <laughs>